0: It's friday november 10th we're still in the off season still the very beginning of the off season it's kind of starting to suck but we're going to do this is our going to be our last podcast about the 2017 season this is our recap of the season we got questions we got one word sentences to sum it up we got month by month breakdown hopefully we got a couple jokes Let's talk Yanks. I'm Tom. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy. Whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. How's everyone doing? My name is John Boy. I got Jake. I'm coming to you from California. Jake's coming to you from Colorado. We're both from the East Coast originally, transplanted Yankee fans. Blah blah blah. You know that spiel. But maybe there's a new listener that doesn't. So that's why I always say there it. is. Yeah, there's got to be one new listener out there. Um, i think so and to that new new listener welcome welcome that's that's a part of the show we're working on yeah it's a little harmonica it's not the best part of the show but well we'll see i think that's for them to decide all right you guys let us know is the harmonica fall in the, the top one through five part of the show the 5 through 10 part of the show or 10 through 100 part of the show? What part of the show, best part of the show is Ooh. Veronica on? Ooh, tough start. We're getting, we're getting back, back at it, folks. Getting back at it. You know what? I've been like, I I thought I would be able to survive without the Yankees season. Um, because I was kind of getting, we were doing podcasts every day. I was like, man, I need a breather. We've been doing so much, waking up. I would wake up. My days were Yankees. I'd do all sorts of tweets and research and videos before the game, live tweet, live gift during the game, make the gift recap, do the podcast after the games. I was like, I need a break. It's going to be nice to get a break. It turns out it's not nice. Like I just wake up. I'm just at work doing my work. And in the back of my brain is like, what can I do? I need to fill this with Yankees stuff. And there's, there's not much there. There's so much noise going on with this manager search and stuff. That is nonsense. But uh, I'm struggling. All I want to do is talk about the Yankees. There's not much to talk about, but like. So I'm I'm Jake. Yeah, Jake and Devin.
1: It's it's, <laughs> it's no, it's been tough. We got involved in this thing that we both uh, got partially addicted to. We're uh, we delved into talking Knicks a little bit. If you've been listening to that, thanks. Um, if not, and you like the Knicks, maybe check that out. It's guys talking about basketball. We're, we go into like stats and stuff more. We're we're like involved, but there's jokes. So, um, but yeah, man, it's it's been tough. I've, I I want to do a talk in Huskies for UConn basketball because that's another team I'm really passionate about. So it's we're addicted to pod life and of course the Yanks. So it's uh it's cool, but also partially sad.
0: Sad. Well, and I said I wanted to do every two weeks in the off season, and that since there wouldn't be stuff to talk about, we'll just, um, make up. Like I keep using the term buzzfeed, top 10 list, favorite memories, which I think we can do. But right now I think we could go once a week and maybe even their 20 minute, 30 minute shows and talk about the current state of the Yankees. Cause what's going on? I don't know. There's so much going on with the manager. I mean, once that gets locked up and once we get like one more free agent, it might be dead for a while. Uh, Right now it seems like there's still a lot to be to be talked about. And again, this podcast, I want to say a couple things about the manager search, just to start it off. But this podcast is mostly gonna be a recap of 2017. Well, we're not gonna season. Yeah, we're not doing next season. But I will say this this manager search, since the last well last one was Tanaka, one before that, they fired Joe. And we both said, or at least I know I said, I thought it was gonna be an internal hire, like Thompson, Pederrique were my guesses and I don't really know why but I I don't feel that way anymore so I wanted to get that on record I, I for some reason I'm now leaning that this is gonna be a shocker like maybe we've heard his name but I don't think it's gonna be a big name I think it's gonna be like who oh okay uh but I it doesn't seem like it's gonna be uh, internal guy Rob Thompson had a five hour interview yesterday and who's telling the kids that the whole time well daddy I thought you were saying that it was going to be, like, a big name, like Mattingly, Baker.
1: My phrase just was coming out of the woodwork. It still could be one of those guys. It's just – it's the Yankees times. It's like a prime job in MLB baseball right now. So it's – Yeah. It's going to be a little crazy. I'm still not ruling out the internal guys, but they're
0: they're going to deep dive this. I don't know. Yeah, and everyone likes to act like they know, like – don't hire Rob Thompson, he'd be terrible because he was a horrible third base coach. That means nothing. I mean, being telling a guy when to run home and when not to run home has nothing to do with your ability to manage a team. So, throw that out the window if you're one of the people with that opinion. Also, people are like, Rob Thompson, when he had to step in, like Joe got ejected, or Joe was at his high school graduation, Rob Thompson made some dumb mistakes. That holds a little more water, but still not a lot of water at all. It was just one game. Like, Everyone's like, who do you want to be manager? Like, I don't know, because everyone that is up for the position hasn't managed before. So, man, Rob Thompson
1: was the only guy I was like out on, too. It's it's kind of weird. Like he's like I got like the Pederique stuff, and like Tony Pena even kind of made sense, like a bridge the gap, fun loving guy. Like we kind of talked about Rob Thompson. Like we talk about Stick Michael as he was like the Godfather Uncle type figure. Rob Thompson's like the awkward uncle that, like, he's at everything. Like, we don't
0: dislike him, but like, running the team, I, I don't s- know. I said that he. It seems like Rob Thompson is in the Yankees friend zone. I mean, he's been working with the team for twenty five years, and no one knew his name before like two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Let's.
1: Well, we're gonna do another podcast that's more of the upcoming off season.
0: Yeah, the this old, is the gonna other be th- twenty
1: seventeen. Are we gonna do the? Are, do you want to do the? individual like player reviews as part of this or as a whole nother pod
0: we'll get into it i think Quick. okay we'll see how we'll goes. see where we're at yeah the only what was your one other thing one other thing is did you i want people to like part of my mission which is so stupid that i want this to be a mission of mine is to people to open their eyes to the media this david Cohn thing that happened was hilarious Pete, I don't know how to say his last name on Twitter. Was like, I asked David Cohn if he'd be interested in managing. He said, well, I haven't told Cash anything, and he hasn't talked to me. But if he was to call me, I'd definitely have that conversation. The next day, every New York newspaper ran the headline, David Cohn, interested in managing job. Guys, and people are tweeting me like, do you see this? Do you see this? That is noise. That is nonsense. Anyone in the world can be like, hey, if Joe, if Joe, if if Cashman called me about the managing job, I'd talk to him about it. You couldn't say that about anyone in the world and just run a different headline every day. But people were like, hey, what about Cohn? Like,
1: that was, I mean, he was, this guy was further under the bus, but Phil Jackson said he'd listen to offers for Chris App which in theory, you're not saying anything wrong. And in the media, you probably know you shouldn't say that. But the media took that as Phil's trying to trade Chris S. Porzingis and the world freaked out.
0: The media so, spun
1: it. So the, the media, the media's job isn't to report the news; it's to get the most
0: reactions.
1: Yes. So Which, they, yeah. But and I, I want to give our fans one more piece of love, and part of the reason that we've been Jonesing about this, and I, 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 I keep tooting these guys because they're probably my two favorites to do it. Was Scott Van Pelt and Rosillo had a radio show on ESPN. And SVP kind of blew up, and he's big time, obviously. Rosillo's, like, the exact opposite of that, and that's what made them, like, a good match. Like, SVP's the guy that shakes hands and kiss babies, and Rasillo's the guy that, like, I don't really care. Like, give me a beer, let me hang out. (laughs) And they got reunited the other day for an hour just because SVP was like, yo, dude, I want to talk college football, and I can't do that on my show anymore because it's like I have to talk about what the media talks about. Like, on their talk radio show, they can just – kind of chill and talk about what they want about more or less. And I thought the part that they, they were really cool about cause they had like flirty high school boy eyes going on, like just having a blast. And that's kind of what we do too. Cause like we, not only do we like doing this, but like when you like the fans listening, the thousand people, 10,000 people, a million people, you guys say nice stuff to us. And like, it yokes us up. Like, that's really cool. Yep. So
0: let's talk Yanks. All right, we're going to go, we're going to break down the season. We've decided to do go month by month and kind of just like quickly what what happened, where we're headed out. How, so let's just get into it. We started in April, no expectations, rebuilding year, let the kids play, have some fun. In spring training, we had no idea what our pitching staff was going to be. We knew that Tanaka was going and we loved it. We knew CC was getting involved. We knew Pineda was there. Then Sevy didn't have a spot. Isn't that crazy to think? Sevy didn't have a spot. And it was like Sevy, Chad Green, Sessa, and Gumby competing. But no one really, like, gave Gumby that much of a thought. And he just straight up, like, won a spot in spring training, which is kind of hard to do. Because um, a lot of people, you know, spring training, like, Tanaka, spring training, Greg Bird hit, like, 12 home runs, led, and Tanaka had a zero ERA. So... A lot of people say spring training means nothing, but then you have Gumby won a spot in that nothingness of spring training. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. It's, it. I, I told you coming into this, I wanted to be reactionary, which is usually Jake code for like, I don't want to look anything up. Yeah, I'm not but doing research. I, it was, it was more, it was more so like I, I wanted, I wanted you now. Like I have, I have some stats. I looked at some stats, but I wanted to hear like, hear that because I know you looked into this stuff and thought about it. Like, wow, the staff didn't have a spot for Seve. Like, that's crazy. Like, like that's my first time hearing that since April, pretty much. And, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. But now we have, like, a borderline a 23-year-old ace.
0: Yep. All right. So, uh April, I'm going to just – we won't do this for every month. But, like, the season started. We were – 1 and 4 after the first 5 games. And I mean, it's crazy because it just 5 games if you think about it now, but people were like, what the fuck? Like it was kind of shitty. <laughs> Tanaka blue um the hitting just wasn't there. Bird was a sad sack piece of shit. Carter was Carter. Um and if Bird was sad, we later found out because he had a broken heel. But at the time, it looked like he was literally just a sad human being, like in a deep, dark depression, which he may have been because of the broken heel. Yeah, uh, Judge yeah, Holiday he, and Castro were the team. Him,
1: him, him, him and him and Carter obviously jump out for bad reasons. And I, man, it was just like you—you you mentioned it. I want to say it as a part of spring training, but this was a this was a discover what young guys were year, and it still was but we were hoping that ended up around 500. I said it all season, all the jokes about Harper and Machado. It was like finding out what we could build around those guys. Cause it's, it's like, I don't want to say bad Yankee fandom, but it kind of is a little bit. It's that old school Yankee thought like, okay, we'll get that and have some good guys too. So we're the Yankees, but. Um,
0: it's bad Yankee yeah. fandom. I, I, I do not like the people that say future Yankee gonna look good in pinstripes like i don't and it's and that is yankee fans like i I mean I, I people listening probably do that because it's just like instilled that yankee fans have to think every free agent like i tweeted out i don't think bryce harper is going to be a yankee i really don't and people were like why dude we have all the money we always get it's like oh that's such an annoying part of yankee fandom i don't like like i don't know yeah
1: it's just <laughs> I, if if you're a Yankee fan that thinks that like I I get it because that was like part of the Yankees, but also know like that's that's not good. Like think if you start thinking one of those thoughts, like think core four. Like that's what makes the Yankees like special. So get away from that. So if they so again reactionary. I didn't realize they started one and four because I think they went fifteen and twelve that month. Is that what you told me?
0: They went fifteen and eight in April and won five. They won five series, lost three series, I, which was that. That was when I was looking this up. That was the most interesting. I wanted to see what the series records are because we you always say you got to win series at home and split them on the road. So that w- that's what I was looking at. But yeah, um, but they lost. They went one of one and four to start the season, and then so that means they went.
1: We're not math guys, but
0: so they went fourteen and four
1: to end the month. Yeah, I mean that's that's really good
0: baseball. We won twenty of twenty five games at one point, I'm pretty sure, which that carries you. Like that's why we right. falter. But we after we went one and four, we won the next eight. Right, we swept the Rays, swept St. Louis, and this is when teams started playing like terrible baseball against us, like just throwing the ball around. It was like, what's going on here? Right. Uh, Torreus was in at shortstop and for Didi, and he hit right. three thirteen. Um. Which was awesome, that was kind of scary. Didi got hurt in the uh, uh, World Baseball Classic. Also, he was dh we
1: we kind of skip past this, but there's a couple guys. There's always a couple guys on the opening day roster you have to laugh at. We didn't. We didn't really talk the opening day roster.
0: Well, Ellsbury is kind of funny now. Was wasn't Cosmo on there? Oh, the roster. Yeah, Cosmo was on the roster. Yeah, I uh, mean that's what I'm talking about. Higsey, did he start the day? season? No, 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 no. It was uh, Gary got hurt in like the fourth or fifth game, and then Higsey got called up. Um, And Romine did good behind Gary as well. When Gary came up, Romine played a lot of games in April. I have it right here. Uh, Because that was like the thing. Everyone was like, we have our starting shortstop and our starting catcher on the bench. Romine Toreas was playing for Dee and he hit three thirteen. Romine was playing for Gary; he hit three fourteen, and Romine had ten RBIs in April as well. Like they were playing really well. I am crazy, a uh, super biased Yankee fan, and it's weird to think like seeing the season as a whole. But I was like tweeting like, I think we can be in the playoffs <laughs> after just a good April. But it's kind yeah. of, but but a good that that good of a stretch in baseball can carry you when you win exactly. 20, 20 games in a month or in you know in that span that don't well take you
1: want so one of my fun facts and it's not even like a full fact the yankees really only had two good months april and september record wise
0: september was great yeah
1: but that's just think about that i mean this was a team that you know they were in the thick of it for most of the year and <laughs> kind of all you need in baseball is two good months and then like 500.
0: Yeah, you need really good stretches and then 500. So, uh, other interesting notes from April. So, our longest win streak was eight, which I think is our longest win streak on the year. It was right there. We went one and four and then we won eight in a row. Yeah, that was our longest win streak on the year. We had the 9 0 comeback uh, against Baltimore. It's also crazy. Just from my perspective, that nine zero comeback was, I think, the second game I did a post-game recap for. And I thought I started those like halfway through the season. But looking back, I was doing pretty early on.
1: Uh, You're an exciting guy.
0: Tanaka had his Maddox versus Sale in Boston in the fog. That was cool. Gary got hurt. That was not cool. The, the crazy thing is, the first two months of the season, our staff, we only had five starters make starts. For two months. I think we were the longest team to do that. Tanaka in April, and this is when I was fighting with a lot of people about him, because he started five games. He went 3-1 and one with a 4-2 ERA. So everyone was saying he was doing terrible. But he had one terrible start, two really good starts, and two, like, three-run, seven-inning starts. And I was like, he's fine. Clearly I was wrong in the end, because he did a lot worse later, but uh, and CC did bad too. It was Pineda savvy that held us down. Gumby did decent.
1: Yeah. I, so I was looking at the, uh, kind of the month by month stats. The, the pitching was there in April. They, um, what batting average against was two twenty five. Um, yeah, they were, they were doing it. <laughs> um, they're three, three, five ERA in April. So they were innings pitched um they were pitching really well on the other side of the ball hit 266 37 homers which they're hitting outside of july it's actually pretty consistent but
0: you know they mashed the ball
1: that's that's what they were doing and that's what they kind of showed in april
0: yeah all right let's move on to may and we'll just go through those that was a little bit different because it was such the beginning so may we're kind of like all right i think we're good i think like this can be something we had something fun on our hands the Chicago series um, comes in May. We sweep the Cubs. Darty gives us that three-run shot in the ninth inning to take the lead, and then Chapman comes in and closes it out. We go, what was it, 18 extra innings in an ugly game, but we come out with the win. So the Cubs series was like, yo, this team is not only, like, good, but we're f- yeah. fun. Like, we got a lot of heart. This, th- this, That was the point where I was calling my brother and my dad and everyone and being like, you got start watching, like start watching this yeah. team. they they got a lot of heart and hustle. This team's fun. Uh, we went 15. Yankees went. I say we. Um, and if you're one of those people that doesn't like when people say we, you're gonna have to get over that because I say we. Yankees went 15 and 12. Five. Not, not a uh, reporter, a fan. <laughs> they went 15 and 12 in May. Five, three, and one with the series. They split a two-game set in Cincinnati. Uh, and uh, let's see, six-game winning streak and they had a three-game losing streak twice. And still it was the same five guys, Tanaka, CeCe, Pineda, Savvy, Gumby. And Pineda's first nine starts were really good. And then his second nine, the injury happened somewhere around there, wasn't good, and uh, that was it for Pineda. Yeah, and it's it's
1: funny that you said that Gardy home run against the Cubs, which one of the highlights of the season, obviously. Um, it's funny you said that was in – was that early May, mid-May? Early May. I, that felt like mid-season for me. So it's funny that you say that because that you know, was... we delved into all this stuff. But I, I if you asked me when that Guardy home run said, I would have said probably like right before the All-Star break.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I, I had a lot of those feelings where I was like, wait, this was that early? I was so invested this early. And it's like, well, fuck it. I'm just, that's how I watch the baseball, I guess. I'm just invested from the get-go. Carter's still on the team at this point. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Tanaka in May, really bad. 8.4 ERA went two and four. That was when it was like, I think I even was tweeting. We need to give him a couple of days off. Cause it might be something in his head or we need to, uh, he's injured. Like something's wrong with the knockout. I mean, I was being like, got to the point where I had to be reactionary, which I hate doing, especially about Tanaka. I love him. And yeah. And in, in, to look back, it's great that they know he's going to get the ball once a week. He's going to figure it out. He's Tanaka. Cause Again, when you put it in perspective, we're talking about 10 starts and four of them were horrendous. So it would be so crazy if Cashman and Joe were like, yeah, he's got to go. It's May in a rebuilding year and he's fucking being terrible. Let's just get him out of here. That's what everyone wanted on Twitter. And now to look back and be like, yeah, that was a little crazy. That was a little nuts. Uh, Probably let the really good pitcher work out his kinks and then he becomes the really good pitcher again. Yeah, and I made the
1: comparison with Verlander before. Verlander had a bad, like, first half of the season. And I I don't know. I don't want to fuel fuel the, the people that were extremely worried about Tanaka re-upping because of his shoulder problems in the past. But, I mean, at that point in the season, you you we were worried. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. It, I
1: was worried. Because <laughs> the other thing that, again, and I'm, I'm not feeding those people because, like you said, he's been healthy for basically two seasons now. Is that he was the like the only guy that jumps out that I remember was like nah I'm not gonna do the Tommy John like I'm <laughs> I'm well there I'm was good
0: one, there was one before him that in I think San Francisco maybe somewhere that that opted not to and he was the second and it was like okay worked for that guy yeah why not yeah so
1: at that time it was very scary um, <laughs> again my my bad team stats I'll throw out. Literally the same batting average, two sixty six for the first two months, which is funny in my head. Thirty nine homers, a little uptick from the thirty seven the month before, a couple more at bats, and yeah, establishing. I don't know it when you come out like they were, and especially Judge, when you you wonder when it's fluky or when that hole in the swing is going to come out. But as we all know, kept mashing.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to think that that was a big decision coming out of spring training to who, who's going to be the right fielder, Hicks or Judge, and now it's like, well, Joe really, or I don't know if Joe made the call or Cashman made the call. But. Yeah, we
1: kind of we kind of skipped by some of the spring training stuff, and I'll just of note, and I, at this this is a glass half full, glass half empty stat. The Yanks only had four guys play hundred twenty five plus games, so like three quarters of the season. So that means they only had four guys play more than three quarters of the season, which shows that just like there was a lot of moving parts. Um, I looked around the league. Houston had seven guys play more than 125 games. Um, Boston How many did uh, we have? We had four.
0: Play more? Judge Gardy Gary on. Judge Gardy.
1: Not Gary. Gary he- played one twenty two. And what's the cutoff? One twenty-five.
0: Well, go fuck yourself. But uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Didi
0: D- did Didi D- D- D-
1: D- D- cap- get yeah. there? Didi. Yep. Headley. Yeah, Didi Headley Gardner and Judge were the only guys to play more than one hundred twenty-five games. That's pretty nice. weird. Red Sox, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles, all had six guys. Houston had seven guys. So we're gonna have a lot more known coming into next year, which. I think is mostly a good thing, but I think at times will be frustrating because when you know what you have, you, you still play those guys through slumps and things like that. With all these young guys, like it was almost like, okay, if you're slumping, you could take some time off or, you know, a Clint Frazier is going to come up or, okay, we'll give Hicks some at bats Ellsbury, that kind of thing. So some, something to note, something to watch.
0: Hicks was going off. And I think Brett Gardner in May, I think that's when he hit all his home runs. Like he had an amazing May. Because he's streaky as hell. And it was like him and Holiday were going home run for home run. Um, They, had like, they both had 11 at the same time. And I think, I'm going to pull it up right now, but I think Gardner had like nine home runs in May or something like that. I could have the month wrong. I think it's May. Uh, let's see. He had nine home runs in May. Look at me. I'm a genius. He batted 327, nine home runs. All right. So May was pretty good. 15 and 12. Where they weren't crazy. But the pitching was good. The only thing wrong was Chris Carter was still on the team. Uh everything else was kind of clicking. Go to June. Now June is where it gets crazy because this feels like I was looking towards the standings and like already and you still have July, September, you still have July, August and September <laughs> and we got June. Anyway, 13 and 5. Our first losing month. We won three series, lost four, split two. We won six in a row. We lost seven in a row on the West Coast trip from hell. Terrible West Coast trip. One, one, and two you, against. You got LA. to see it. You were a part of it. I was part of it. I was there <laughs> that for... was that was just
1: for everyone. That was too much. Like now, me and Jimmy were starting to get full throttle in this thing, and Jimmy finally got to see him live, and they were <laughs> playing bad baseball. <laughs>
0: One of the lineups that, oh, I'm going to try and pull this up. One of the lineups that Joe put out there for one of those Oakland A games was terrible. It was classic, stubborn Joe, where he had days, because they were on a long West Coast trip. So he had his days planned out, right? Um, And they got two injuries in one game. And instead of being like Joe, being like, "Okay, well, since these two guys are injured now, we'll we'll push it back because the lineup's going to be tough," instead he just rolled with it. Um, I'm going to find this. Okay, here's the lineup I'm talking about: batting first, Ref Snyder; batting second, Judge; third, Holiday; fourth, Castro; fifth, Carter; sixth, Headley eight, uh, whatever's next, Romine, Torres, Mason Williams.
1: That's tough.
0: Mason Williams, Ronald Torres, Romine, Carter, and Ref Snyder were five players in the starting lineup. That was in the middle of this West Coast strip. It's like, Jesus Christ, Joe. Don't be so Bobby Ref. Yeah, Ref Snyder and Mason Williams. Mason Williams was DFA and no one picked him up. Anyway, that was our first losing month, and it was because of that road trip. Also, we had a spot start from Green. Um, I forget why. I think it just worked out. He just spot started. I don't think anyone got hurt or missed their spot in the rotation because everyone else, or maybe CeCe did. He only had three starts. We also, that was also um, when we just crushed Baltimore, like scored like 30 runs in three games. Judge hit yeah. that incredible home run. Where That was kind of like I was watching that with my family. And, like, everyone stood up in the living room like, holy shit. And it was like, yeah, I'm telling you guys, watch this guy. Like, watch this season. It's crazy.
1: Lost all fear of Baltimore after that series.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gumby had five starts with a 2.59 ERA in June. And and CeCe had three starts with a 0.49. So, that was good. Sessa made a spot start, too. In Oakland, I got to witness wasn't great.
1: Yeah, So something of kind of note that's kind of funny. Again, I'm, I'm looking at the month stats of the team. Um, they had a three, nine, two ERA that month, every month, their ERA was under three, except may, which is funny, which they went 15 and 12.
0: Tanaka um, had, and CC.
1: Yeah, exactly. They had a couple blowups. They went, had a four, two ERA that month, but in June, they had a three, nine, two ERA and they, well, until September, they had their best hitting month. They mashed. They hit forty-seven home runs. Again, those and those stats could be inflated by the Orioles series a little bit. But I think I think so. It's it's a little inflated by both of those. Um, and I I'd say bad streak slash slight bad luck in a couple games. And that that's the difference in baseball. From you know May and June weren't that different. They arguably stat-wise played better in June, but they were three, four games worse in the records, record standings.
0: Well, and that June is also when Carter was legitimately, like, I think at the end of June is when we DFA'd him or or sent him down the first time or DFA'd him. Um, And Clippard was doing his thing, starting to do his thing. Carter (laughs) had been doing it for months. But that was the first time because, like, May with the crazy start, the bullpen was doing good. Clippard, Warren, they were all doing good. And it was like, yeah, man, like, we can do something here. And then June came, and it was like, okay, we got some glaring holes if we want to actually turn this around. And it was almost like – and it was terrible because we were losing in, like, bad fashion. It wasn't like we yeah. were just getting – it wasn't like we were going out there and we were the lesser team. We were just blowing games that we should have won, and that was the shitty part. We'll flip to you were really
1: you were really hitting your Twitter stride with Chris Carter and Tyler Clifford at that time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really like to hate guys much, but it's, it's too easy to hate those two when they were doing their yeah, job.
1: Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't – people mistake that for hating them. It wasn't hating them. It was hating their performance, which was straight laughable for a little bit.
0: There's still like – I won't talk about it. Chris Carter, I wish him the best of luck in his future. What he did in 2017 is the worst baseball a major league baseball player can do for 49 starting games or whatever. Like, it was – Take his name off of it. I don't care about his person. I don't care. That baseball was garbage. wasn't good ball. When he got... I was at the bar when they made the announcement that they DFA'd him. I was like, fuck yeah. It was right after, I think, like the Texas walk-off, like with Toe. I don't know. Anyway, go on to July. When you joined the podcast, because I came to visit you early July, they won. They had a winning... They had a winning month. They went 14-12. and 3-4 and 1 on the series, but this is the very interesting part about July. So they opened it up, they lost the series to Houston, they lost the series to Toronto, they lost the series to Milwaukee, and the only game they won there was a walk-off by Clint. I was that your apartment for that.
1: Yeah, Clint mania. Yeah. We started it.
0: Then they won. So like it was like that was looking bad cuz Toronto and Milwaukee like not great teams. And then it was like, what the fuck? And then they go play Boston and take two of one. And I remember we did a podcast and we were like, they just competed with Boston. If that's the number one team in the division, they didn't look like a lesser team. They won two games. Like we have a couple of missing pieces, but this team is good. I remember that was kind of, we said on the podcast, like a reminder, they go to Minnesota and the trade happens for Todd Frazier, Robertson and Canley. And there was that one game where Girardi refused to use a bullpen, used Caleb Smith. So they lost that Minnesota series. But then after that trade, they went three and one. They, they won the Seattle series, one Cincinnati series, one Tampa Bay series. So they completely turned it around. After the trade, they went eight and two, or they went nine and two, I think, the rest of the month. So it's a winning month, but it was a very big losing month until that trade happened.
1: Yeah, and a couple couple things I, I think I want to bring up, and correct me if I'm wrong. When was the Garrett Cooper trade? Was that July? Yeah.
0: Fuck if I know. Uh, I believe it was. Let, uh, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, because that sent him down. Cooper was there for that Boston series. He was there for the Boston right. series,
1: yeah. That's right. His first start was there, and that's... I think that was just something funny of note because we, we got over Chris Carter and it was like, okay, what are we going to do here? Um, you know, okay, we traded for this guy who's raking in AAA. You know, what what can he make of it? And then Starlin was hurt that month, question mark?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they brought him back too early and then he got hurt.
1: Okay, because I remember Starlin got hurt and maybe came back again. When was the first time – and I'll – I'll bring him up. You're the president of the fan club. When was the first time we brought up Greg Bird? Because it was, we were positive. I think it was the end of July, because we were we were running hot. We were like, this team's got something. We're in it again. Uh, the team's playing good ball. We were waiting for. We were like, oh yeah, and we're we're still missing Starlin. Greg Bird wants to come. Hey, okay. Cool man if you join us. That'd be sweet, but I don't know. We're we're doing things. So, I don't know, that was the end of July, maybe start of August. But. Start
0: I was in Lavallette, I think. I was in New Jersey when we did that podcast where we were like, "All right, man. I mean, if you like we're doing yeah. our own thing. You put the ban on Greg Bird talk." But he yeah. said he wanted to come back. So, good for him. Yeah. All right. Uh then the trade. We're looking good. We go into August. We actually had a losing losing record in August. 14 and 5. We, we lost five series. There were some bad things in there. But we did have the trade, and we did have the brawl. Those were probably the most exciting things. Let's see. We uh, swept the Mets, which really helped us. Like yeah. that going, playing shitty Mets team. We started off, and then we split the series with Cleveland. I remember that was Sonny Gray came over. Jaime came over. We had terrible errors. It was looking shitty. They took the first two games, and we came back and won the next two games against Cleveland. And I, I remember thinking, like, that's a good sign. Like that They're a good team. We could have easily laid down and died. There came back. That was the, what this team did. Every time they lost and it looked terrible, they came back and had like a gutty win.
1: Which you have to, especially if you're going to use the term "gutty." CC. I mean, that's what <laughs> CC did all year. Yeah. I mean, what what did it end up being with the playoffs? Nine and zero after losses. Some
0: ten and zero. I think it's ten and zero, something like that after losses. Yeah.
1: And I, I the other thing that so. Well, two, two quick things, one thing that I've been touching on and one thing we haven't mentioned. So through May through August, <laughs> so <laughs> what's that? Um, you know, two-thirds of the baseball season, we played 500 ball. We were two games over 500. Yeah. Um, May through August, we had killer April, killer September. And the other thing that I, I think we kind of missed in July, and I'll kind of rip in myself, although I've mentioned it a few times, so Didi doesn't get voted to the All Star Game. Yeah. he he's he was the, you know, he was the player not the player vote fan vote the twenty six guy or whatever it is, and he came out and he was in a little slump. He was in like a two three game slump, and I just had this, you know, you you do your other talk podcast where you talk about where the brain goes, but I just went to negative town. I I don't know what it was, but. I, I was getting into OBP at the time, maybe because we were eyeing some different things. But I just thought Didi I was like, shoot, if Didi has a bad second half, he could end up with some ugly numbers. He could end up with like a 250 batting average. If he's, if his batting average is 250, his OBP would be like 290. And I just started like freaking myself out about Didi for some reason, which, man, he – for. Besides the part in April, he was out. He was like our most consistent, solid guy throughout, playing plus defense at short and hitting wise. So, I don't know. I just I thought that should be mentioned because we really hadn't said his name yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was stud. You had your moment of doubt, but I was like, ah, he's doing pretty well. It's weird. It's weird. August uh, bad. The brawl that was something. The trade. It was like, what's going on here? And then September. We go 20 and 8. I remember we said, like, we just need to win every series and we're fine. And we went 8 and 1 series wise. We won a series that four game set against Boston at the beginning of September. We were like, this is crucial. This is make or break. We didn't end up winning the division, but that was, we took three of one, beat Chris Sale to not split the series and go up. Beat Baltimore, beat Texas. Beat Tampa Bay Rays, beat Baltimore again, sweep the Twins, which was good because they were we knew we were going to play them wild yeah. card. We lost to Toronto in Toronto, hidden ball trick got Todd Frazier in that one game. We played bad in Toronto all year. Beat the Rays and then beat Toronto to end, to end the season. And Seve had a two point one ERA five starts in August. CC had a three point six. Gumby had a two point four nine in five starts in August. Gray and Garcia both had. We haven't even talked about Jaime, but who cares about Jaime? Yeah, I mean it. He did his job. Like it was better he, than having Caleb Smith, Louis Sesake pitching.
1: Yeah, he, he was a midseason deadline trade that we didn't have to give up much for. He he could have been a little better, absolutely. I so this has been my tidbit I've been sitting on all postseason. Oh yeah, and it's, you told me about I, this. I just I just I I haven't heard anyone brought it up, and it's been driving me bonkers, Jim. Okay. That was too, <laughs> that was too corny. Um, who's pep? Where's Pepe Sylvia? So the trade deadline usually gets like scoffed at, like I shouldn't say scoffed at it's, it's exciting. And then the analysts come back and they're saying, well, you know, it's a nice piece, but if this team wants to do it all, they've already got the pieces there. This guy could do some stuff from them. That's my lame analysis impression, I guess. So the four teams in the AL championship series, the Yanks traded for Sonny Gray. He did okay. He wasn't the Sonny Gray we kind of hoped him to be, but it was a partial season. He got thrown into a playoff race late. We're, we're not mad at Sonny. We just have high expectations early next year, I guess we'd say. Yeah. The Chicago Cubs, they traded for Quintana, um, who, who's okay. He's like <clears throat> as solid as they come. He's like a quality start king. I'm not sure fully how he did for them. I think he did okay for the Cubs, if not better
0: than okay. I thought he was really bad as, like, first start, and that's all I remember.
1: Okay. Well, so let's take it to the championship teams. Houston trades for Verlander, who in the playoffs was
0: – The man.
1: Became legendary of sorts. He Like, literally, he will be spoken about for years for what he did in these playoffs. The Dodgers traded for Yu Darvish, who <laughs> – got lit up and will be rem- be remembered for different reasons. So I just thought something to note that I haven't heard any of the commentators talk about all four ALCS teams traded and made it an arms race. And obviously it's not what you pin the series on, but <clears throat> Hey, if, if you switch Darvish and Verlander's performance, the Dodgers win that world series. Um, so I just think it's, I I wouldn't say it's something to note for next year's deadline. If you trade for an ace, it is what it is. It depends how your team's playing and all that. But I don't know. I just thought it was kind of wild. That got no play in the media at all that all 14, basically the four teams that made a move for a starter. Yeah. And it ended up as the final four and all four guys had a pretty big impact on it. So I don't know a, a little outside of talking Yanks, but t- talking Jake, how about that?
0: What I'm trying to think if there are any other starters that got moved. Those were the four, and they were the four teams. That's pretty good. I mean,
1: Helixson <laughs> got traded to the Orioles because they just needed someone to throw innings.
0: And then we put him on the list a couple times. Actually, put am on the list. Put them on the list.
1: Then we go into the how playoffs. Think, is that how you say put him on the list? Put him on the list.
0: No, I don't know, okay, I I don't gonna, know how I say it.
1: Put him on the list. I'm trying to when, – when it would happen and you started seeing the tweets rolling, that was awesome. Um, list and there's definitely there was definitely a couple times i was on my couch put him on the list
0: <laughs> what's uh, in the box playoffs we did a podcast every single playoffs playoffs wild card was crazy down 20 lost hope down 20 again up three two and then you finally get your heart blown out we don't need to go through that <laughs> yeah let's R- let's not go to negative town
1: positive town the stadium was rocking which oh, yeah we we didn't fully know, like, the stadium could do, or at least we hadn't seen it in a while. I don't know that that was just cool to see, especially that the playing wild card game. I mean, that was that was awesome. Yeah. So, All right. Good, we got good job if you were there.
0: We got some questions, and I told people don't ask questions about free agents and future manager. I know that's what everyone's going to ask. Still got some people because you know people don't like following instructions. But right. about the 2017 season, so we have a couple here. Actually, uh, this one's good, from Justin Diamond. Will the Yankees replace the TV out on left field that Aaron Judge shattered? I'm trying to watch the game out there when I'm there, and I can't see a damn thing. Tough. It's tough. Uh, do you you... want to
1: have, you have your cake and eat it too, man?
0: <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Got to replace it, right? It's a season thing. I like my things being a season long. Replace the TV. It was a cool landmark for a while, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. If he's like an all-timer, I think we'd kind of feel bad about it. Like, if he's a 600 home run career guy, like, that would be a pretty cool thing. I don't if, know.
0: If Judge is here in 10 years still doing the damn thing, and that TV's still there broken, and you got to explain to, like, a six year old who wasn't even alive, like, Aaron Judge broke that TV back in 2017. That's a really cool part of the stadium. So, See? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all aboard. Let it hang for a year. Do not replace that TV. Uh, Isn't
1: that the whole rip from Red Sox fan that the stadium has no character or anything like that? I mean,
0: that's, that's a small, fun thing. <laughs> broken TV. I'm all for it now. Just Judge has to be very good. It can't be like, you know. Right. His legacy has to be bigger than the broken TV. That can't be his call to fame. That has to be a little notch in the Judge f- f- story. All right, next from our boy Rusty. What was the best moment from the whole year, playoffs included? That's He's got a three-part question. That's part one. I have a – I have mine. Want to hear it? Or do you want to go? Oh, you brother. I tried to think. It's definitely going to be a playoff moment. Um, And you definitely had so many big home runs, big hits, blah, blah, Like Gary in game four against uh, Houston when he broke it open to complete that com- comeback in the eighth. That's pretty high up there. But I'm going with Didi tying the game in the bottom of the first in the wild card three to three because we were looking, that would have been the most depressing end. Sabby gets knocked out without recording an out or one out, whatever he got. Uh, and the twins beat us a team with no hope that like the twins weren't good. We were, obviously we went on to prove we were like worth being in the playoffs. If, if we don't score quickly to come back, maybe we come back later on, but that would just, that was the quickest, a fire, a big ass fire, was starting, and Didi just extinguished it right away. I think I have my reaction on. on for
1: for ten yeah. minutes, it felt like the season was gone.
0: Yeah, it was like an an embarrassing fashion, like it was gonna be laughed at for all winter. Like, well, you guys lost in the wild card, and your pitcher didn't even get an out. Like, fucking yeah, like that,
1: like that could have been, like, it, it felt like that season got thrown out, and it felt like. Like the upcoming season was in doubt. Like our our young ace just got rocked. He's nothing. Like
0: he's got to sit on see, that for a whole year. Does,
1: does Cece want to come back anymore? Like there's a lot of questions that would have stemmed from that. That
0: thank God they didn't have to. Yeah. Is that what? So do you have one different?
1: I mean i I would any anything not from did they ask our top three? Was that the no original no just, question? just
0: just best moment from the whole playoffs?
1: Best moment from the whole playoffs. Well, regular season, I think the Guardy home run, which we talked about. I love that. But um, that that was just awesome because it was Guardy being a nut job, the Cubs, all of it. But uh, postseason, I guess the other one that sticks out is uh Todd Frazier, right? That was that little slap home run to right field. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. that was wild.
1: That was that was pretty badass. That just, I, I don't know. That was that was a crazy moment there. Was the um. And i I don't know if they're moments, and obviously, if they don't stick out as much, I shouldn't be talking about. Them. But the two at bats where judge hit the two high and in fastballs, one he caught for a double, one he caught for a home run, those were just those were freaky because you were like, you know it's funny, when you play young, like baseball, like through high school. And you see a guy foul one straight back, like you know, in the dugout, you're saying, Oh, you're on it, you're on it, you're saying that kind of stuff. And sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. Those two at bats, because he was having his strikeout problems, this and the other. Those two at bats, you're like, yo, he's on it. <laughs> like, like he's going to put the barrel on the ball on it, and it's almost like a question of where it lands. And that's that's something like, I don't know. Have have we felt that in baseball about someone? Like I'll not to tout the socks. I guess when poppy's hot, you're worried about it. But I guess you don't know if it's going to be a slap double or something like that with judge. It's like this this bad boy like might be out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. It's not really a moment, something, a feeling,
0: a feeling. You just you your favorite moment of the whole year was the feeling of when judge was hot. Uh,
1: just uh, how about that one gif of CC's belly jiggling? Can I say that?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was nice. All right. Uh, besides judge and DD, cause they are the easy and obvious answers. Who was the MVP of the team? Judge is the easiest answer. I mean, is DD the second? I would, I would, my, my answer. Well, no, I thought they, I thought they said outside of those two. Yeah. Like one too. I'm questioning DD being the for sure too. Judge is, is the for sure one. I would go my next is Seve, and and that's – if I'm choosing a third and I don't even know Seve for DDS 2 is close for me. That was He had a two-point-something ERA and didn't miss a start.
1: Yeah, I, I think the MVP for pitchers is a touchy subject for a lot of people because they end up playing 30 games when everyone else is out there, 150.
0: But, but think about it in terms of our team. Tanaka was right. struggle city. CC was struggle city. Pineda went out halfway through the season. Gumby was a rookie. Sevy, like we said, didn't have a guaranteed spot. Went out there and uh, had a two point nine ERA, fourteen and six the entire season. Yeah, like thirty one um, starts. He didn't miss a start. Yeah, just
1: just to mix it up. I don't I don't think you're wrong. If I had to put a because I I I do think Judge and Didi are the clear one too. If I had to give a three A three B, it would be Sevy. And I don't know if you're gonna like this. I think I give the slight nod to Guardy over Gary.
0: Well, he was there. He didn't miss time. He didn't have like he slumped. Yeah, but... and that that's
1: where that's where it gets tricky. Because I mean, I'm going 150 games compared to 122. Gary had mini slump. The defensive issues that everyone harped on too much. Where Gardy is just Guardy. Um, I get, but I mean, outside of those five, I think it gets, it gets a little more. Uh, so how about this? I'll I'll mix up the question to make it terrible. <laughs> so I think those guys are the clear judge. Guardy, um, Sevi, Didi, Gary. So outside of those five, take away those five guys. Mm-hmm. Most valuable. I've I've got a name in my head that I – I don't know. I'm interested to what you say. Who? The first name that jumps out outside of those five for valuable
0: is Chad Green. Oh, I'm not arguing with that. He was our biggest guy out of the bullpen
1: all oh, year but again think about how crazy that was this is a guy in spring training fighting for a playoff spot and then he's kind of he's eating garbage innings to start the year okay you're throwing absolute dirt stuff so yeah. we're gonna get you more involved and you can make an argument i mean there's gary haters that would probably put chad above him but i mean oh. this guy was what the sixth most valuable guy for us this year that's Kind of out of control.
0: If you're going to do like basic corny uh, regular awards, which I thought about doing, if we were just doing like best reliever, best, I didn't want to do that. Pretty stupid. Yeah. But if you were to do that, Chad Green wins best reliever of 2017, easily, yeah. right? Yeah, I,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, next question. Fact or fiction, the Robertson, Canely, and Fraser trade was a turning point of the season. I'm just going to say fact. It's easier for me to say fact than fiction. I, I read out the, how much it turned the tides in our record that month. And then bullpen wise, I'm just, I don't want to harp on it too much, but I'm, I'm just saying a simple fact. Yeah. It's, it's not a sharp
1: one eighty right there, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the season turned. Cause I think, I think April was the season turn, which is half a, half a cop out answer, I guess. But that, that led for the chance to let all that happen. and, the thing that people are missing in all this is that, you know, Chase Hedley played good baseball all year. Chase could have played some third base. You know, maybe everyone's favorite.
0: But it but it solved our first base problems.
1: Right. I don't know. Maybe Anduhar comes up and does some things. And uh, the the other thing that's getting very buried under the bus here is yeah, Dylan has had a tough stretch, but he also has really good stretches. So if if Deli, Chapman, and Chad Green had all figured it out with the lineup doing the things they were doing, I think the Yankees still could have done a lot of good things. I wouldn't say it's a turning point. I think it was definitely, it's obviously very big for the team, especially the way they approached the postseason.
0: Yeah, I think it was a turning point just in, like, the sense that the front office basically said, we're trying to win, go out and win. And the players, you know, put that in yeah. their head, like, okay, time to fucking go win. We're being supported. Yeah. All right, next, let's go quickly through these next ones how good was bird well will he do how well will he do next season Uh, scratch the second part and really only answer to this is how good was bird incomplete how good was bird jimmy one twitter account or something did report cards and greg birds it just said incomplete and i thought that was pretty good got chuckle uh he i don't know i mean what's
1: what's your what's your healthy greg bird stat
0: or the approximates you don't have to give me the
1: exact numbers but when healthy greg bird plays he's his oh, on pay,
0: projected for like 30 home runs 100 RBIs every when when yeah. when healthy batting average never really popped up but he ne- he didn't play enough games
1: and yeah i i, I thought it was funny we 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 stopped started with talking about the media because <laughs> that's that's who we are um but I was, I thought it was funny, like during the Astros series, we're talking, you know, two good young baseball teams, exciting. And I thought it was always funny. to show the regular season stats with like Greg Bird batting five hole. And you'd be like, like, if you're someone who's not a Yankees fan watching this, like, wait, timeout. out. <laughs> what's,
0: what's what's this cat doing in the five hole? Yeah. I mean the, the month of broken heel really messed with a lot of people's heads. Like he's a 100 hitter. It's like hit a broken heel, figure that out. And just, I will say, it's incomplete. Greg Bird's baseball performance is incomplete. His health performance is a failure because he wasn't healthy. It's not his fault. It's freak accident with the heel bone. But his mental performance was uh, aces, A+. Like, to have that fortitude and fight for four months, um, three months, whatever he did. do, like, we told him to give up. I think everyone was probably like, yo, man, just sit it out, wait it out. He's like, no. No. I want to come back and help this team. And he did. He he helped us in the playoffs. Like he was
1: a good. Yeah. So. Opening day three hole hitter to if this guy has a bad start, like to, to, Hey, sit out the season, man. If you have a bad start, we're going to trade you. You just need a fresh start somewhere to now he's coming back with, you know, if he's healthy, he's the first baseman and he's going to be in the heart of the order.
0: Yeah. Cashman said he's the first baseman. He's not trading for Hosmer and shit like that. Alright, here's an interesting question from Tom Smith. Do you think the Glaber injury significantly impacted our season considering we might not have traded for Todd and therefore we also wouldn't have gotten Canley and D-Rob? Now, I don't think he's saying that since we didn't have a corner infielder, we traded for Todd and because we wanted Todd we also got Canley and D-Rob. I don't think that that is how that trade went down at all. So Kainley and D Rob were the targets. Todd was a last second trade in, like Media
1: Spin again, Todd Frazier's the more well known name. He's a home run derby champion. He's all of that. Yeah. Um but yeah, he played played great for us, by the way. Um I always was in love with how he played defense. Um and he he gets he gets thrown out because of batting average people, but everything else was pretty great. Yeah, um, But you're right, when when going for this trade, Cashman was going for D-Robin Canley.
0: Yeah, yes. But I will say that it's interesting, if Glaber didn't get hurt, I think they were going to call him up and, and spell Headley, maybe move Headley the first. I don't know what the plan was. But if Glaber's now up playing every day, I think it's a lot easier for the Yankees to maybe rest and say, we're still developing. We still have a lot of young guys because, but instead you trade. So I don't know. That's, I mean, it's, yeah, can't really we'll, we'll talk more.
1: What we'll talk more of that for the upcoming season. I just think this past season, you know, it would have been a box of chocolates. Um, if yeah. he came out and played with Deavers, you know, Yankee mania could have went through the roof. Yeah. Cause then people are starting to talk about Glaber and, um judge and gary you know the future set blah 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 um also he could be the number one prospect and hit 150 and we're saying this guy's a bus why are we even talking about this guy so i i don't know can't can't speculate too much on it but that's not why the trade was
0: done no but i think it's interesting to think if glaber didn't get hurt and he came up would that have stopped them from trading and going for it all and made it easier to say this is a rebuilding here we have a lot of young guys Let yeah i'll
1: I'll say no just because like you talked about we were at the point where we kind of have this glut of prospects where we traded some of the expendable guys so yeah
0: no i'm not saying definitely i'm just saying that was an interesting question where it made my brain think huh maybe um Luke asks, at what point in the season did you believe the team would be able to make the playoffs exceed expectations? I, it was April. I mean, they had exceeded expectations by April. Make the playoffs was touch and go for a long time. Like, as a possibility, it was there ever since that stretch, and then it was touch and go. But.
1: Yeah. I, no, this team, I don't know. We were a Bryce Harper contender who was going to give him the $500 million contract, and then we were young the young the young buck the young calf
0: all right one more question two more questions are quick what was better thumb the thumbs down movement or the finger guns that's tough man yeah it's it's tough the thumbs down was cool as a rallying cry for and because it was done in jet like in at someone we flipped it on a fan who was like booing us and then the yankees flipped it and was like we'll embrace that that was cool finger guns just is like are just way cooler just finger yeah guns.
1: finger guns is all-time fun
0: and thumbs down better not be back next year some people are saying like need thumbs no thumbs down is is a 2017 yankees only yeah it's done it's dead it was fun it happened it's over finger guns they can last because they're simple just a little point
1: like i'm 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 going to a happy hour in a minute. I think I'm going to send a finger guns at someone. Yeah. Just because that's always exciting.
0: Yeah, to see. yeah. Thumbs down movement was fun. I liked thumbs it. Thumbs down. Thumbs down we like at the root of it more.
1: Like Yes. going at a fan for giving a fake bad insult. Yeah. Like yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good, clean humor.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was one good thing about Chris Carter? Uh, he hit a home run while I was at the stadium when I, I made that. Oh, yeah.
1: That's – what, what's the quote
0: curveball did he get it did he fucking get it chris carter no get out you son of a bitch <laughs> get out you son of a bitch. Chris carter. Carter, bitch what was one good thing tyler clipper did he had like a really good may or april yeah, and may i think he was like really good for us until he completely fell off
1: he he does what he does when it works it looks great when
0: it doesn't looks real bad <laughs> all right i asked everyone how would you summarize the 2017 Yankees in season in one sentence? Best summary wins. I got a good amount of answers, Jake. I'm going to run through them real quick because I know you got to go. Ready? Early season projections are meaningless. True. Yeah, right. yeah true. Okay. Are we looking for the best? We're looking the for the best.
1: best sentence. Well, we're looking for the best. The beginning is. Of it, the- is this the best about the Yankees or just the best sentence in general?
0: Best sentence. I was looking for humor factor humor and truth combo but
1: we'll see what quick sly fox jumped over the lazy dog it's the best sentence all time
0: <laughs> the best sentence every letter gets involved the best sentence that wraps up the 2017 yankees okay. So, okay okay now we're talking all right the beginning of the next yankees dynasty sexy the start of something big same idea thumbs down nope one game, one games they should have lost, lost games they should have won. Bad sentence. <laughs> no, don't like that one. Not good enough. Let's get out of here. <laughs> go, go watch the Mets. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, a roller coaster of emotions leading to great things. That's not bad. There's a couple roller coasters in here, and roller is the best way to describe the season. Like, that's a really good term.
1: I I used that comparison in my senior graduation speech, too. Yeah, I remember
0: that.
1: Pretty lame. All
0: right. uh, With expectations on the rise, Yankees fans are finally back to being spoiled. It's true. It's true.
1: Like half. It depends how you look at it. Like, we're spoiled that we brought up a lot of good young players? Like, no, that's player development. Your team can do that. The Twins were in the playoffs.
0: Oh, he's a Yankee fan saying it. You don't know that. No, I do heels it's good good listener follower. Thanks. thanks heels go yanks uh, a season where performance exceeded expectations just fell short of hopes and inspired dreams of what lied ahead sounds like a college essay <laughs> Holy smokes. it's a little too many cliches in there uh, we'll be back okay that kind of sums up the future more than well, yeah. what happened That's next pod my head hurts well, Advil, cool. uh, yeah. good, then bad, then very good, then almost, but no cigar. Kind of our speech <laughs> <if laughs> for being honest. That's uh that is poignant, pointed. I like that one. <laughs> it's very simple. People are going to be mad that we like that one. Uh, like getting ready for that blind date. A friend sets you up with and you dread go that you dread going to, but she turns out to be a unicorn.
1: Never yeah. Before. I mean, there wasn't dread coming into the season it was just like hope to latch onto something like either judge is good dd's good starlin's good something's good
0: yeah all right uh it was the best of times it was the worst of times definitely wasn't the worst of times so no we'll show you the worst of times usually the line is long for the best roller coaster the yankees use the fast pass and we get on the next get on the ride next I don't we already
1: had a roller coaster one, so
0: Well the roller coaster is a good fast pass. Should should have said Yankees Yankees use fast pass to cut the line. That would have been what 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 uh Robert was going for would have been better worded. Something. Two thousand seventeen, a year in which all the critics were proven wrong and the beginning of a decade of greatness. I like proven critics wrong, so I'm always down with Yeah Harp hammer in that home. Uh, a 500 team, a real be- a rebuilding year, one or two years away. That's not a sentence, guy. That's four <laughs> yeah. four lines. A frustrating yet promising season. Uh, that's a real negative spin. Like next year, if it'll be frustrating. This was
1: good. You you do you have one?
0: Do I have a favorite? No, like yours. What would yours be? Oh yeah, I re- I wrote one down. I wrote uh wait okay let's go
1: okay. <laughs> weirdly close to the one that i said we'd like
0: <laughs> yeah it's very very simple uh exciting unexpected and the start of something great i just don't uh if you like comra uh i'm gonna try and find one i I've, I've got i've got one that all right, all right. I i'm gonna search that... for ones that we might like you tell us I think
1: the idea that hasn't been touched upon—that's one of the main ideas—is that, like, this is this will be one of the few seasons of the underdog Yankees.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were kind of the underdogs. Uh, how about this one? Court is in session when the kraken is released and the bird spreads its wings, but not until the gardener plants and the knight slays his opponent. I don't know who the knight is, but then in parentheses, Jay wrote, completely made this up on a spot. And yes, I know it's bad.
1: <laughs> okay. So we like that you know it's bad. Yeah. Because otherwise,
0: tough. A roller coaster of awesomeness and fun. I like that one. You like roller coasters. Yeah. I mean, not bad for a rebuilding season. Uh, I'll take it. And this one's pretty good. Out of Nowhere. I like that. Yeah, Basic. I like Out of Nowhere. So which one gave us the biggest laugh? It was just that really dumb one. Our, our, our shitty sense our shitty sense of humor is shining through for our followers. and trying to find it. Good, then bad, then very good, then almost, but no cigar.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> it's our favorite one.
0: Uh, I think that's all. We That was longer. Season recap. We're going to do... I don't know if we're going to break it up how we're going to do it, but we're going to do wish list, hey, man, next year's roster, free agents. I think we do
1: I'd say we do a positional review slash wish list something like that is, is that kind of the same topic
0: yeah I think we I think we got to move forward and just do like next year who we want the starting rotation to be what free yeah. agents to get and when we touch on those we can talk about what they do this year. there's right. something I new like that. I set up a voicemail. I don't know if people will actually call in and leave messages if you do we'll play them. And interact, uh, it'd be awesome instead of leaving DMs all the time. The number is 908 845 5792. So open your phones, put that in your contact 908 847 5792. I wish it was something cool. I couldn't choose. Um, if you go to our Twitter, the Talking Yanks Twitter, the number is on the header. Don't know how this works. We'll figure out like specific questions, like call in and leave a voicemail. Like I would have loved to do the one sentence and have people call in. I don't know if people are going to be shy about that or not shy. Going to find out. And you can call at any time. So just start calling. Just start calling. Leaving messages.
1: Another big thing for Talking Yanks. Did you see the new Dakota Fanning movie where she looks like a grown-up adult?
0: No. Interesting.
1: Yeah. That's right up your alley.
0: Favorite Dakota Fanning movie?
1: Probably a tie between all of them.
0: (laughs) That's a Kevin Bacon quote. People probably don't know that you're quoting Kevin Bacon from a movie. <laughs> no, my I, I thought of that the other day. <laughs> That's got me good. My favorite Kevin Bacon movie, probably a tie. between all of them, <laughs> it's really good. good. Commercial. Uh, best Dakota Fanning movie is easily Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. So, don't be dumb. Yeah, you're right. Rate, subscribe. You were a big fan of I. You were a big fan of I Am Sam, though, right? Because it reminded you of you. Rate, subscribe,
1: subscribe. Listen to talking Knicks.
0: <laughs> yeah, talking Knicks. I've been watching the Knicks a of, lately. A lot of the basketball. But first, the Rams go for a championship. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, and uh, any big announcement. So say CC signing, Otani signing, manager signing. We will hop on the mic and do something really quick. This was a longer one. We got to figure out a set day for the offseason. But I know that I'm going to want to do more than just every two weeks I think because I'm addicted to this shit and I like talking to Jake and all of you friends leave voicemails and just like test it out just be like hey uh, hey guys uh, this is a test
1: and have all your family and friends listen
0: yeah yeah. oh alright tell them grandma
1: go Yankees let's go